How long have you been enslaved to fear? How long have you been bound by anxiety or alcoholism or drug addiction or just fear of the unknown? Maybe you find yourself struck with trepidation, wondering what the future holds, and you're afraid that you'll never give birth to that child that you so desired because you feel that you're aging out of the healthy age to bear children as you're approaching your 40s. And you're enslaved to that thought, believing, second-guessing whether or not you'll be linked up with your future hubby. I'm Latera R. Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Latera R. Whitfield. Hey, please stop shacking up with us and hit that subscription button and subscribe. Make sure you turn on your notifications so you'll be notified about upcoming episodes. And uh, listen, we're having such a great run. God has been blessing me with such amazing guests on season three, and it's been amazing. I've been hearing a lot of feedback from a lot of you about how impactful the episodes have been and how much growth you guys are experiencing. I'm being challenged, as you know, that this is my journey as I discover, uncover, and recover love. And I'm glad that you guys are joining me on this journey. So it's been life-changing, to say the least. Today's guest wasn't able to make it. They had a conflict uh, had a conflict in their schedule. And at first, I was about to forego this week's episode, but God kept nudging me and saying, hey, listen, you have something to say, so... He placed something in my heart, so I'll share it on today. Today's episode is entitled Free to Love. Free to Love. I live in the great state of Texas, Dallas, Texas to be exact. And it's interesting because this coming up Saturday on Juneteenth is for a lot of you are watching from other countries, so y'all don't know what Juneteenth is. Some of you may live in other states and y'all not privy. You may celebrate Juneteenth, maybe, but you don't quite know what Juneteenth means to us Texans. Well, we're going to have a little history lessons because this is going to tie in perfectly to today's subject. So Juneteenth... Um, also known in the South as Freedom Day or Emancipation Day, Jubilee Day, Liberation Day. But most of the time we refer to it as Juneteenth. But it's a holiday that's celebrating the emancipation. Now, when Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves, um, he, uh, he, the official order was made in 1862. That's when Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. But those, in, those of us in Texas didn't find out until about two and a half years later. And that's why we celebrate Juneteenth. Now, Juneteenth is celebrated with us. Um, let's say it's the black uh, African-American um, 4th of July. So we barbecue, we eat, we have concerts, we, we dance, we have fun. Now, you know, when I think about that, I say it's sad. I say it's pretty sad, but there's a message in that. It's a message in the fact that we found out late and we still get a chance to celebrate, but God began to speak to me about how that applies to our own lives. 
one of the things I found interesting is that uh, songs that we used to sing growing up, like Sweet Low, Sweet Chariot, Someone's Gonna Carry Me Home. Y'all remember that? I lift every voice and sing. See, that's a Negro uh, anthem. Powerful, powerful song. And I said, wow, it's amazing how I used to sing these songs and didn't realize how much this spoke to my culture, how much this spoke to African-Americans. And I don't want to go into breaking down what each song means and, and all that good stuff, but I challenge you guys to go look up those songs and, te- and find out the writer's uh, heart and when they wrote it. I'm always fond of writers because I'm a writer myself, but I love to hear the context and the derivative of these powerful songs that we sing. But as we think about the freedom, the freedom that African-Americans were able to finally uh, enjoy and finally be afforded to us. And I think about Juneteenth in my state and I say, you know what? Though we found out two and a half years later, how did that affect our psyche? How did that uh, affect the way we uh, continued on in life? Now, one thing that I love about our people is that we are resilient people. We are resilient people. But as we segue this into love, I have a question for you. How long have you been enslaved to fear? How long have you been bound by anxiety or alcoholism or drug addiction or just fear of the unknown? Maybe you find yourself struck with trepidation, wondering what the future holds, and you're afraid that you'll never give birth to that child that you so desired because you feel that you're aging out of the healthy age to bear children as you're approaching your 40s. And you're enslaved to that thought, believing, second-guessing whether or not you'll be linked up with your future hubby or your future wifey. How long have you been enslaved to feeling unsuccessful, things that you desire to accomplish in life that you haven't quite accomplished at the age that you believe you were supposed to accomplish it, but you're enslaved to that thought. You're enslaved to that timetable that you gave yourself. See, the Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered. So are you really behind schedule? If you are living righteous, are you living behind schedule? Are you actually behind schedule if God says the steps of a righteous man are ordered? Meaning that the steps that he has predestined for you, you're going, he's going to see it through in his timing. So you can't rush love. You can't rush building the family. You can't rush getting to the climbing up the corporate ladder to that dream job that you have. Enslaved. We look at things that happened to us in the past and we get furiated and we get frustrated and go, if I was around back then and Jim Crow laws, I would have been a, I would have been a, a radical. I would have beat up white people. I would have shot them. I would have been all the stuff you would have said. What are you doing about the bondage that you're entrapped within right now? Talk to a lot of friends who desire to be loved. And they're putting their life on hold, not 
moving into that dream house that they want to dream into because they want to experience that with their husband. I understand it. I get it. I get it. Some of those big, those big accomplishments and those big things that we want to acquire, we want to do that with our purpose partner. But I really believe that we are enslaved to our own idiosyncrasies and, and timetables that we've given ourselves. Someone asked me one day, they said, do you have a fear that you'll never get married? I said, absolutely not. I don't have a fear at all that I won't get married. It's something I desire. And the, the Lord said he'll grant you the desires of your heart. Had a good friend that told me her perspective of that scripture is that God is the one that plants those desires in your heart. So that he can fulfill them. So those desires that you have to have a child and you've always played dress up with your dolls. God planted that inside of you so that he could water it and manifest it. And those dreams and desires that you have to link up with a purpose partner and do kingdom work. God planted that inside of you. We want to get married. And sometimes we've gotten to the point. Some of us have gotten to the point where we idolize marriage. We've idolized it, something that we are fixated on to the point to where you can't even be successful as a single person. See, your, your marriage should be a reflection of who you were as a single person, meaning that you should have done the work. We all need to do the work as singles, get whole, get healed, accomplish those dreams that God has given us to accomplish so that when we get married, that spouse becomes lighter fluid on that fire. And then you two catch flames. Y'all do y'all two catch a fire that that burns until death do you part. So I want to encourage you today. Don't put your life on hold. Go through the healing that you need to go through as I I continue to do. I'm telling you, I continue to go through healing so that I can be the best version of myself. So that my future wife, he doesn't have to deal with some of the toxic behavior I had when I was married to my first wife. Wouldn't that be crazy if my future wife and my ex-wife got together and had a conversation and I'm the same person that I was that many years ago? Come on. That means I didn't do the work that I needed to do as a single man. This coming up Sunday... It's Father's Day. And Father's Day is a very special day for me. A lot of you know that not only am I a father to a biological daughter who's 25. Yeah, she's 25. She's engaged to get married in October. But I'm also a father to two young kings in the making. I adopted my nephew, Ladarian, when he was seven or eight or something like that. I can't remember. They grow so fast. Maybe nine. Heck, I don't know. And then I adopted Armani when he was 17. I need to watch that video. Go Google that adoptive crew and watch the video of that adoption and how that came to play. But it was straight God showing up and showing out like only he can show up and show out. Amazing, amazing testimony. But watch that video and you'll see. A lot of you 
may not know who your father is, and my heart goes out to you. I mean, it really does. Though my father was present physically in the household, he wasn't present emotionally. He wasn't present from a personal level financially. He wasn't present spiritually. And so I remember at a young age telling myself, I'll never be like my daddy. I'll never be like him. I said, I'm going to be everything opposite of him. And then last year, God led me and my sister to start researching the roots and find out who my dad's father was. And um, we found out who he was, and we documented that, that video. 72 years, my daddy walked this earth with a void in his life of not knowing who his dad was. And to the, I mean, the grace of God um, allowed us to connect him with his siblings. And when I tell you, my dad has never been the same. And see what led to that, 30 years old, I sat at the edge of my dad's bed one day and I said, dad, I forgive you. He said, for what? I said, I forgive you for not living up to my expectations of what I believed a father should be. And I said, and God began to tell me that Though this is not an excuse, because I know a lot of y'all might hear this as an excuse and be like, well, no, even though he might not have, even though he might not have had an example of what a father is, then he could have did some work and um, became a father or a, a righteous father. But God began to lay on my heart to say, listen, Dad, you didn't have an example of what a father was supposed to be. So you had nothing to model fatherhood after. Now, me in retrospect, even though I didn't have a great example of what a father was, I tapped into Father God to teach me how to be a father. Tapped into him heavily and said, God, teach me. Teach me how to be a dad. Teach me how to love unconditionally. Teach me how to work through things that I don't know the answers to. Teach me how to seek those answers. Humble me enough to be able to admit my mistakes, admit my faults, and to actually research what I don't know. The Bible says pride comes before the fall. So I didn't want to fall. I said, God, teach me how to be a father. But I apologized to my dad, or I I forgave my dad for not living up to my expectations. And in that moment, I asked him, I said, do you even know who your dad is? He said, nah. I said, do you ever wonder? He said, well, no, nah, I'm fine. You know, I never wonder. And in that moment, I felt like he was lying. I was like, no. Nah. Everybody would. I don't know who wouldn't want to know who shared their DNA, who they look like. Like, who wouldn't want to know that? And I never knew that one day I'll be used as a vessel to connect him with his father. But in that moment, it did go deep with me, and I said, listen, I need to I need to find out. I don't know how, but I need to find out. And, man, when I tell you, my dad has never been the same since. If any men, if you're a man watching this podcast and you're not present in your, in your kid's life, I don't care what reason. I don't care. 
I don't care if you say the mama or my ex-wife be tripping, she crazy, or there's, there's literally no excuse. Do something. Pick up the phone, call them. I don't care if your kid hangs up in your face. Pursue your child like God the Father pursued us unconditionally. Pick up the phone, call. If they don't want to talk to you, say fine. But I just want you to know that I love you. And be consistent. Send a text message. Send something to the house. Send a gift. Not just on birthday. Not just on Christmas. Send them a gift. Speak to them. Talk to them. Reach out to them. Stay consistent. It took my dad 72 years to just gain the knowledge of who his dad is. 72 years. To live on this earth with such a void. Fathering kids by different women. A void. Reckless behavior because of a void of a father. So those of us that are growing up without or have grown up without a father. Again, my heart grows out, goes out to you. Um, you know, I'm not one of those type of people that play church and try to tell you, well, I know it's going to be all right. And God can fill that void and God can, and God probably has in your life. But I know for some time you grew up wondering what was wrong with you. Why didn't your dad love you enough to pursue you? And oftentimes you had a tendency to try to fill that void with a man, a man's love, a man's affection, or it kind of gave you a little obscurity of what love looked like from the opposite sex. And for that, I apologize. I stand in proxy of the father that wasn't present in your life. And I say, I apologize. I'm sorry, daughter. Forgive me for not being present in your life. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't you. It was because I am broken and I don't have, a, I don't have the courage to get healed from that brokenness. So I didn't father you. And for that, I'm eternally sorry. Please forgive me. Please release the hurt, the pain that I've caused so that you can be free to love. We got to get healed from those past pains in order to embrace all that God has for us to embrace. We have to. Or we keep dragging the baggage of our past into from one relationship to the next, 
And we take that dead body because that guy did something wrong to us or that girl did something wrong to us. And we drag that dead body into the next relationship. And then when that relationship doesn't work because we're bringing our same toxicity from one relationship to the next, our own fears into that next relationship. And then what we ultimately were afraid of eventually happens to us again. The relationship goes bad. And then we start that cycle over and over and over again. And God wants to emancipate you from the slavery of fear, the slavery of doubt, the slavery from the pain of your past, the violations that have happened to you in the past, people lying to you, people ghosting you, people who have violated you physically and sexually. The Emancipation Proclamation was signed 2,000 years ago, not by Abraham Lincoln, but by the blood of Jesus Christ that freed you, that freed me. And it's time that we walk fully in that freedom. We walk fully in the knowledge of who God says we are. So whether it was a father that didn't give you the identity, didn't speak to you, about your identity, didn't tell you that you were great, a good job, son, a good job, daughter, and I'm proud of you and happy birthday and Merry Christmas and I love you. Whether that father didn't provide that in your life, God the Father says you're more than enough. You are, he- you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are more than a conqueror. Father God says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises up against you shall be condemned because this is your inheritance because you're a servant of him. He gave you an inheritance. Even when our earthly fathers may have been too broke or may have been too broken to leave an earthly inheritance. God has given us a spiritual inheritance called eternal life. Ah, you can't beat that now. Can't beat that. So I just want to encourage you today as I encourage myself to walk in freedom. Break the shackles. It was a song that Mary Mary sang called Take the Shackles Off My Feet So I Can Dance. I just want to praise him. I just want to praise him. Something happens in the spirit of praise and worship that sets me free. And I hope it does the same for you because worship and praise makes you forget about everything that may be going wrong with you, make, make you forget about everything that's holding you down and allows you to tap into a space in the spiritual realm that makes you feel that everything's going to be okay. So after this podcast, if you don't do nothing else, just turn on some worship music and some praise music and just worship God. Let him know that you love him. If your earthly father isn't present in your life, talk to your spiritual father. And I dare you, if your father's still alive, to begin to intercede, intercede on his behalf and tell God to just upset his world. Listen, I've worked with a lot of friends that I began to pray for their fathers to get connected in them. I'd have made phone calls to people's dads before and be like, hey, man, what you doing? I mean, it's shocking. They're like, what you, what you talking about? Hey, listen, hey, I'm a friend of so-and-so, so-and-so, and we talk about you a lot. 
And I just want to know, why aren't you in your daughter's life? I mean, man, it's a long story. I just, just, just listen. Hey, call your daughter. See, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. So I tell you, if a lot of us men began to be brave and challenge other brethren and brothers and our friends to say, man, listen, you can't be a deadbeat dad and call me a homeboy. Like I have homeboys that they don't take care of their kids. They, they, we don't talk to each other. Like I have, I have nothing to say to you. Don't call my phone. Don't do that phone call that you using to call me could be used to go call uh, your, your, your son or daughter. But miss me with that. But if most of us, if more of us did that, then we could change the trajectory of our nation, especially in the African-American community. Got to do better. We got to do better. But as we approach this Juneteenth holiday, I was elated when I read an article that the federal government is looking at passing it across the whole United States to make Juneteenth a federal observe a federally observed holiday, a national holiday called Juneteenth uh, Independence Day or something. It's some long title, but they're they're about to get that um, put into order. So the Juneteenth National Independence Day. Yeah, this is this is gonna be dope. And so, yeah, you may look at it and be like, how many years later was that? It took that many years for that to come into play? This happened in 1860-something. Now y'all finally finna do something about it? But I always say, look at your own life. How long? You're 45 years old. You're 38 years old. You're 42. You're 56. How long will it take for you to walk in your freedom and to celebrate it? Put a marker on it. The day that you believe that God freed you, put a marker on it, celebrate it every single year and make it your spiritual holiday. I do that with everything. So I'm going to close out this podcast um, just encouraging you to um, be free to love. Don't make the next one pay for the X one. Don't. And don't you pay for the last one by continue to carry it. Isn't it heavy? Isn't that weight too heavy? Isn't those burdens too heavy? The burden of fear and depression is heavy. It's heavy. Release it and let it go. Heavenly Father, I lift up everyone that's listening to this podcast right now. I lift up the things that are keeping them bound, depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, low self-worth, fear, um, whatever it is, God, they know what it is. Whatever it is that is keeping them bound, that's keeping them enslaved from manifesting their highest self, from becoming who you say they are, break the chains right now in the name of Jesus. Break the chains right now and loose them and let them walk in their freedom. I say, I'm talking to you. I'm saying you loose them. You have no power, no authority, no dominion, 
no rule, no reign over their lives. We cancel that assignment right now in the name of Jesus. Loose them and let them go. And Heavenly Father, embrace them. Cover them with your love. Cover them with your joy. Cover them with your peace that passes all understanding. Because victory belongs to you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So tomorrow I'll be heading off to Chicago to shoot a video with Chris Williams. Those that watch Married at First Sight, God has uh, connected me to this young man. And I mean, my heart goes out to him. And I know everybody looks at him and be like, why in the world this Jew? I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. But God, I don't know. He gave me an affinity towards his brother a couple of months ago. And I reached out to him and we've been talking ever since. And so tomorrow I'll be shooting a project uh, for him as he sits down with Dr. Love and starts coming through, getting healed from past hurts and pains that he's undergone. And then I'll have him as a guest on the podcast. But I'll be shooting two projects with him tomorrow in Chicago. And so, yeah, y'all be in prayer for that. And watch guys show up and show out. See, I don't throw people away. I know we're all just a bag of hurt. I don't mean that I stay connected to people. Now, come on now. It's a difference. Now, people that are toxic in your life, you bless them with goodbye. You pray for them. All right, God, you got them. I'm not their savior. You die for them, and I'm not about to die for them. So let them go ahead and, you know, do what they're going to do. But then there's other people that God places in my life as an assignment. God says, reach out to that brother. I said, he ain't going to respond to me. God said, I'm God. I'm your PR. I'm your publicist. Reach out to him. And I did, and we were connected and been talking to him, shoot, every week for the last two months. So it's going to be great. Uh, thank you all for watching this episode. I ain't going to hold you any longer. Make sure that you share this video, share other videos, go binge watch all the episodes. Thank you all so much for your support. Thank you for um, subscribing. Thank you all for following me on my social media platforms. Listen, I don't take it for granted. I thank y'all so, so much. Discover. Uncover. Recover love. With the new Dear Future Collection. The journey starts from within. Let your inner thoughts find freedom on the pages of this richly hued Dear Future Blue Sapphire Edition Genuine Leather Journal. It features a cross-stitched spine and luxurious cording to bind your deepest insights. A great accompaniment is the Dear Future Luxury Bamboo Fountain Pen. There's nothing more intentional than the writing process of a fountain pen. This is an elegant writing work of art. Join the thriving community of fountain pen enthusiasts and purchase one today. These exclusive items and more are available at dearfuturewifey.com. Dear future wifey, I love you. This week is Father's Day. My pride and joy is a privilege of fatherhood. To be chosen by the Father to father is the highest honor. 
To be entrusted to cultivate kings and queens in the making is humbling yet rewarding. If you have kids, regardless of whether or not their biological father is present, I will father them. If you are without child and desire one, I will father him or her. If you are infertile or kids are no longer in the cars for you, I will father your dreams. I love you. Your presence is a present. To look into your eyes after a hard day's work is like a cold glass of lemonade on a hot summer's day. Refreshing. You make life worth living. You make living worth life. I don't know what, if that made any sense, but it sounded good. (laughs) But let's laugh. Laugh at our mistakes and rejoice for all we will accomplish together. Forever. Your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit. Live intentionally and transparently. And don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.